0: We're in the series called In the Light and I hope you've been blessed by these series and I'm really excited to encourage you today. Um, At the beginning of the year, we started with a series called Full Access and if you were a part of that series, I'm sure you would have been blessed but there was uh, an an e-group series that Pastor Sam and Pastor Kathy and Pastor Jake filmed and and Pastor Kathy, during the series, she shared a scripture and when she shared the scripture, and I heard it in our home, I thought, oh my goodness. And there was something about the scripture. I'd heard it a hundred times before, but when I heard it again, something in my spirit just clicked and there was like a resonation in my spirit. And don't you love that about the word of God, that it can just come alive like that. And so I'm gonna read you the scripture today. It's from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16, and I'm gonna read the message version. It says this, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, don't you think, I, I don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket. I'm putting you on a light stand. And now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. And then it goes like this. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt People to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Don't you love that? Keep open house. And how do you do that? How do you turn the light on? How do you keep open house? It says this be generous with your lives. And how can we be generous with our lives? Well, one of the things is we can share our story. We can share the God story. And no matter what season we're in or what we've been walking through, whether we're we're in a really great season of blessing, or perhaps we're in a difficult season of challenge. There's always the God story that we can share. Sometimes we share the story uh, that's uh, the, the the story of difficulty and challenge, but even in that, there's always the God perspective, the God story. Um, and in in Auckland, we have our Equip Her Women's Conference coming up, and there's a scripture that's the formative scripture for the conference and it's this Psalm 107 1 to 3. Oh thank God he is good. His love never runs out. All of you set free by God, Tell the world, tell how He freed you from oppression, then rounded you up from all over the place, from the four winds and from the seven seas. Come on, there's a theme going on. Tell the world, tell the story, turn the light on. And so today, I really just wanna focus on how we can turn the light on, but really by telling our story, because stories matter. Actually, stories are really, really powerful Stories throughout human history have been used to dispossess and to malign whole nations of people. But stories have also been used to heal, to empower, and to bring incredible change also to whole nations of people. Stories are so powerful, and I think one of the most uh, powerful things about stories um, is the story that we tell ourselves. That story holds great power. The story that we allow to be written on our heart. The story that runs through our mind and our daily lives. And right now, I just really believe that God wants to write a new story for some of us today that there's been a story that we've told ourselves over many years that's kept us perhaps limited or insecure or, or without confidence. But even today, God's gonna turn the light on because a new story is coming to your life, a story of breakthrough, a story of a promise-keeping God, of a God that makes a way. And so if that's you, maybe you've been um, telling yourself that story of um, insecurity or or not having enough confidence, I believe this message is for you. And so today I wanna share three ways that these stories can help to break through, the God story can help break through in your life. So starting with that scripture in Matthew chapter five, if you're taking notes, The first point uh, that you can write down is this, point number one, that when it comes to light, light is there to light the way. And that's what stories do. Stories light the way. When we share our story, it's like the light goes on. When the God story is told, the light goes on and we know there's a, there's a way that we can step, right? That's what Psalm 119 says, that your word is like a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, that the light lights the way forward. And in Matthew chapter five, there's the metaphor there of salt and light. And sometimes we can think of them as two separate metaphors, but actually they're one, and it's this one really wonderful picture of uh, of the, the the way that we as believers are to walk with Christ. We're to walk as bo- both salt and light. And so, if you can come with me, maybe to first-century Jerusalem in your mind, and you can think about what was the what was light like back then. So they didn't have kind of electricity and switches where they can switch lights on and off. There weren't lampposts or reflective strips on the ground. Actually the only light when it when it became dark, the only light that was in the city was the light that people had in their homes, was the light that they would carry on themselves, lamps. Those were the only lights that they had. And because of that Um, they, They would say that when you're walking or journeying from one place to another And it would get very, very dark When it would get dark, actually, it would be so, so dark that all you would have to see is the stars in the sky and the moon in the sky. But when you were to approach a city at night, actually, you'd be able to see the light coming from the city before you see the city itself, now that's a powerful, powerful metaphor that God says, that Jesus was saying in Matthew 5, we're like a city on a hill, we can't be hidden. And that light that shines in the darkness, it's so powerful that people are so encouraged and they see the light before they even see you. And that's the power of testimony. That's the power of a story, that they see the light of God. They see the hope of God. People can see, see the the, the joy and the peace and the salvation of Christ in you before they even see you. And I know sometimes we can be um, nervous or hesitant about sharing our story, but I want to say that our God story, what God has done in our lives, that shares a warmth and it lights the way for people in the darkness. So if there's anyone in our worlds who doesn't know God or who's living in brokenness, who's Far, far away from God, when we share our story, it's like they can see the way that the light in us—it shines a way forward. And so, right now, I actually just want to pray. I'm in the middle of a, the, you know, delivering the word, but I just want to pray right now for anyone who might feel like uh, they 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 are nervous or hesitant to share the God story, the things that God has done in your life. Maybe you go to work and and someone asks you how your weekend was and something in you is nervous to share about going to church or being a part of a church community. But I just really believe right now that God wants to break that fear and that hesitation. And what what he wants to do in you now is bring an excitement. And so when someone asks the question and says, hey, what were you doing this weekend? Or what are you up to this weekend or what's going on in your life that you're gonna, you're gonna want to share the light of what Jesus has done in you. So Father, right now, I just lift up any person who's listening in to this stream and who, who perhaps feels a little bit hesitant about opening their mouth and sharing what you've done in their lives. And Father, I just pray that right now your your love would come in and would settle on them and would remind them again of your goodness. Lord, that your word says your perfect love drives out all fear. And so I pray that a new revelation of your love would come to each one who is perhaps struggling, who is perhaps in fear or hesitant to share, that your perfect love would come in and there would be a confidence that would rise, an excitement that would rise in them that would override any sort of fear in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if that's you, I pray that you're encouraged right now. Um, maybe there's a person you'd like to share with. I would encourage you, go and do that as soon as you can. So that's what light does. Light Lights the way. And again, in Matthew chapter 5, those two metaphors, salt that's scattered and light that actually helps to gather. And that's what it means to light the way. When we light up, people can gather towards the light. So, point number one is that light, our stories, uh, the God story, it lights the way forward. The second point I want to share today is that one, the light lights the way, but two, light also lights the work that needs to be done. In one John one seven, it says, "It just says if, that we must walk in the light as Christ, as Jesus is in the light." So uh, there's this picture: is that when When there's a light that's lit up in front of us, we actually must walk in it. There's work that we've got to do. We've got to pick up our feet and we've got to move forward or we've got to move where the light is moving. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a music video shoot and um, I wasn't in the music video. I was helping to run the music video shoot and we filmed this video shoot at a beach. And um, the beach is a beautiful beach, Bethel's Beach in West Auckland. And it was a wonderful day and the whole team was out and uh, the, the band was getting ready and the singers were getting ready and they had these incredible uh, costumes that they were wearing. Um, and there was all this preparation going on while there was still light, Now, the camera people and the uh, director was very, very clear with us, and they said to us, you've got to be ready, because at this time, the light, the sunlight, is going to be perfect, and at that point, we've got to go. At that point, everyone's got to be ready. At that point, no more rehearsal. At that point, we've just got to go. It's time to go. And so the whole day, we were all revolving our lives, our organisation, our eating times, our schedule was all revolved around the light. And as we were filming, this this, this revelation, this thought just came to me that says, actually, You know, uh, we work with the light. We don't make the light do what we want it to do. And it was this awesome day where there were just things we couldn't control. And so wherever the light was, or if it was time to go, it was time to go. Before that, we could prepare. After that, um, or after the light had gone down, after the sun had gone down, we then had to bring out the light that was on us, our phones, Um, our own artificial lighting, and we only had that to work with for the end of the day. And I want to say that we don't control the light. The light lights the way and we move with the light. We work with the light. Um, And there's there's a wonderful story in the Bible that comes to mind, and it's the story of Ruth and Orpah. And if you've been in church for a while, you will know or be familiar with this story. But for those of you who aren't, um, there's, we, we know the story of Ruth. And um, it starts with a man, Elimelech, and his husband, and her husband, sorry, his, a man, Elimelech, and his wife, Naomi. And they move from Bethlehem because Bethlehem is in a famine. And uh, they move from Bethlehem to a place called Moab. They move with their sons. When they get to Moab, their sons marry these two women, um, Ruth and Orpah. And as they live life They get married And they're a happy family And um, Ruth and Orpah Are Moabite women They're not Israelite women And so what happens is, so often does in life Is tragedy strikes And Elimelech and and Elimelech's, Elimelech's sons They die Leaving Naomi and Ruth and Orpah To be widows And to fend for themselves At this point Naomi says Look um, I, I can go back to Bethlehem, that's my home, that's where I've come from, there's no more famine there, I'm going to go And the her daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah, they said we, we're going to go with you And so they, they, they begin to walk with Naomi to Bethlehem And Naomi turns around and says no, 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 look What can I give you in in, in Bethlehem? Can I give you more sons to to marry? I can't. It's best that you stay where you are. It's best that you stay in Moab. That's where you've come from. And at this point, the story shifts and changes. At this point, the two daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah, are given an option. What will they do? Where will they walk? How will they work out this moment of choice? And at this moment, um, Orpah decides she's going to go back to Moab and live in Moab. But Ruth, she decides differently. Ruth chapter 1 verse 16 says this. Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, she's speaking to her mother-in-law Naomi, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. And that's for me one of the most beautiful scriptures. It's a beautiful scripture because it's a picture of someone making a choice. Can you imagine the stories that Ruth and Orpah would have heard? They lived in Moab. They had no idea of the God of the Israelites. They had no idea of the God who split the Red Sea so the nation of the Israelites could walk through. They had no idea of the God who could control the sun, who created the earth. There was, they, they, they would have had no idea, but in marrying into this family, they would have heard the stories of a God of redemption, of a God of love. They would have heard the stories and the light would have switched on. But then comes a point after the light has switched on where now these two women have to make a choice. Am I going to now walk in the light? Am I going to now choose to go forward in the light or am I going to stay, stay in darkness? Am I going to stay, maybe not even in darkness, am I just gonna stay where things are familiar, where things are comfortable? And all of a sudden, this is, this is a really important choice because all of a sudden something now shifts where these women have a choice. I either walk forward into the light or I stay where I am in comfort maybe even dysfunction. I stay where I am in familiarity and the light that the stories had initially brought to Orpah's life would have turned to a great idea, a wonderful myth that she had heard one time. But for Ruth walking in the light, choosing to go forward, choosing to move out of what was comfortable, out of what was close and familiar to her, choosing to walk out of that and into the light where Naomi was going forward to know more the God of Israel, to know more the God of redemption, to walk forward into that space that that brought a shift to Ruth's life that, that would change the trajectory of her life. Ruth actually became the great-grandmother of King David, who from King David's line came our King Jesus. And I just want to encourage everyone today that it's actually work to lift our feet up and to walk forward into the light. It's not always comfortable. It's not always easy. But it's the choice that we have and I want to declare to some people today, you have a choice. You can walk forward. Jesus has made a way for you to walk away from perhaps a dysfunction or a familiarity and to walk forward in faith, on a faith adventure, because the light lights the way but it also lights the work. God's not a, a God that will force us to do things, but the choice is ours to walk forward in the way that he has set before us and to work with the light that he has put around us and in us. And the last point I have is this. Number one was He uh, that the light lights the way. Number two is it lights the work. And number three is this, that the light actually lights you. Isaiah 49, five and six says this, and now the Lord speaks. The one who formed me in my mother's womb to be his servant, who commissioned me to bring Israel back to him. The Lord has honored me and my God has given me strength. Verse six, he says, you will do more than restore the people of Israel to me. I will make you a light. To the Gentiles, and you will bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. And I share this scripture with you because this is a scripture that, for me, turned the light on and shifted the trajectory of my life. When I was a lot younger, and many of you will have heard my story before, when I was about eight years old, as I remember the day that uh, my dad left. And I remember my mum sitting us all down in the lounge together, myself and my two older brothers. And we sat down in the lounge together with my mum and dad. And my mum says to us, "Um, kids, um, today your dad and I are separating. And she used this word. She said, uh, your dad and I are getting a divorce. And then she said, I want you to know that this has got nothing to do with you but this is about your father and I. And then she asked us, you know, do you have any questions you want to ask? And I'm eight years old and I can barely understand the situation. I don't know what divorce means, but I can tell from what's going on it's not good. And I saw then the suitcases that are lined up by the back door. And after a fair amount of silence, I remember then my dad standing up and walking out of the house. I remember him packing the car, getting in the car and driving down the road. And I remember that because that was the day that I started to tell myself a very, very strong but very untrue story. I remember watching my dad leave and I remember telling myself, I am alone. I remember thinking I'm going to have to work out and walk out life on my own. I remember thinking my mum's got enough to deal with. I have to take responsibility for things. I'm eight years old. And I just, I remember that story. And even as I look back on my life, I remember those being truths Um, when I started intermediate school and then went to high school, those were truths in my mind. I am alone. I have to do this on my own. And it was only when I came into a church service, it was only when I sat in a space and I had heard a different story. And actually, it was Isaiah 49, this scripture, when I was a 14-year-old, that lit up my heart. It lit up my heart. And I read the scripture and I think, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, God, you're talking to me. God, you're making me a light. God, you've not disowned me. God, you must be with me. God, you must be here. God, I'm not alone. And I remember that moment because it was the moment the story changed. And God lights the way, and He lights the work, but He also lights you. that the God story interrupts our story. And He lights us up, where we don't have to strive, we just simply are light, because God he, because He, the light himself, is with us. John 8, 12 says this, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you don't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. How do we become light? Not just know about light, not just be able to spout a few theories about light, but how do we become light We become light, as Jesus said, by simply following the light, following Him. And today, again, I don't know where you found yourself, um, what kind of season of life you're in that finds you here watching this stream. But I would like to pray for you if you don't know Jesus. Or maybe you've known about Jesus. You've known about the light of the world. You've known um, theories or ideas about him, but you don't know him. I I would like to pray for you if you're saying, I want to know Jesus. I want to walk in the light. I want to become light, like Jesus is light. Maybe you've been carrying the heaviness of life. Man, Jesus comes and he takes our burdens. He makes us quite literally light in our spirit where we can have joy in even the most difficult times. We can be light. And so today, if that's you, you're saying, I don't know Jesus, but I want to know him. Or Maybe you used to know him, but you walked away. And today you're saying, I want to follow him. I want him in my heart. I want that light in my heart. If that's you, I'd love to pray with you and I'm just gonna pray with you right now. So if that's you, why don't you close your eyes and if you can, just focus on Jesus and I will pray for you. Father, right now, I thank you for everyone who is responding, who's opening their heart and their lives to you. And I just pray in this moment, this moment of surrender, this moment of openness, and this moment of vulnerability. God, would you come into their lives and into their heart, just like you did me. Would you light up the darkness as they decide that they're going to walk with you and walk in your way. In Jesus' name, amen.